Are you a kitten? Or are you a lion? Take this short quiz to find out. Do you enjoy catnip? Do you purr around the ankles of your coworkers? Were you okay with taking the office next to the bathroom? Are you the only one who hasn't asked for a raise? Do you enjoy being called a... Uh, <clears throat> skip, skip, skip. Would close friends describe you as finicky, aloof, and skittish? If you've answered no to all of the above, then you, my friend, are a lion. Let the feasting begin. Testing, testing, check. Design your decade, an interactive podcast for the modern professional. Welcome to your journey to the C-suite. Welcome to episode one of the DYD podcast, your mini masterclass in career building greatness. I'm Roseanne Santos, bilingual keynote speaker, certified Gallup Strengths coach, executive trainer, and overall nice person. And I'm Rio Rocket, motivational speaker, marketing and brand strategist, actor, entrepreneur. Today's serving of DYD will cover how to identify and develop an awareness of your strengths and then how to lead with them, just like the lion. We're not going to waste any more time working on what you're not good at, and we'll talk about why. We're also going to deal with facing our fears. Fear is often misunderstood because it can bring out the best in a person. Roseanne, you have a process on how to identify your strengths, which I found fascinating when you first introduced me to it some time ago. So let's talk about how that works. Well, back when I became a strengths coach, there was a quote from Don Clifton, the father of strength psychology, that stuck with me during training and certification, and it still does to this day. His quote is, there is no more effective way to empower people than to see each person in terms of his or her strengths, end quote. He noticed that psychologists typically study what's wrong with people and not what's right with them and what they are really good at. Which is viewing yourself through a deficit lens. It's the equivalent of feeling like a kitten in a jungle. Can you imagine what that feels like? Some people do. Let's change that. Exactly. So Don Clifton identified that successful people had strengths that helped them excel in certain areas. And the more aware they were of those strengths, the greater they excelled. So improving on your weaknesses only leads to being mediocre in those areas. And only by building your strengths, the things you're good at, will it lead to success. What year was it when Don Clifton figured this out? So Don Clifton helped companies with employee selection based on a candidate's strengths, and eventually his company acquired Gallup in 1988. Eleven years later, in 1999, he developed the Clifton Strengths Finder, which is an online assessment tool that identifies your strengths and helps you learn ways to develop them to the highest levels you possibly can. It's what I introduced you to. Oh, yeah. I remember when I took the Clifton Strengths Assessment and my results seem to pretty much match with the strengths I focus on. But it also made me more aware of what they are and how I can continue to improve on them. My first strength is called strategic, which is defined as a skill that enables me to sort through the clutter. And it can't be taught. The second was achiever, which explains why I have so much drive. They describe it as the inner constant need for achievement. I wake up feeling as if every day starts at zero and I need to achieve something that day to feel accomplished and like the day was productive. My third strength is communication, which means I like to explain and describe, host and speak in public, things of that nature. Obviously, as a motivational speaker, a voiceover artist and an actor, that fits. My fourth was positivity. My report read I was generous with praise and always on the lookout for the positive in any situation. And my fifth is self-assurance, which is similar to self-confidence, but the difference and how Clifton describes it is that in the deepest part of me, 
I have faith in my strengths and judgment, which enables me to take greater risk than someone who doesn't trust their own judgment or isn't even aware of their strengths. What were yours again? Mine were woo, includer, like you, my third is communication, ideation is four, and arranger is five. So woo means winning others over, which is what I do. I'm a huge extrovert and I'm constantly wooing people. With Includer, I describe myself as the kid in school who never let anyone sit alone in the cafeteria. No matter what my friends liked or didn't like about it, I always wanted people to come join us. Communication was my most valuable strength because when you combine it with Woo and Includer, it's good trouble. It makes me a master networker who can read the room and command it. Ideation is my favorite because it allows me to be my most creative self. It's a strategic strength that makes me an event planner. And when you combine it with Wu and communication, it allows my events to be epic. I'm the person who has a little notebook and pen next to my bed. So if I wake up thinking of something, I write it down right away. The last one is a ranger, which speaks to my organizational skills. They're like superpowers. Yeah, in a way they are. If you think of it in a way our comic fans can relate to, Tony Stark, he's the technological genius, and he just focuses on that. He's not trying to get into much hand-to-hand combat outside the suit. He's going to put all that genius that went into his tech to work, and in that way he'll come out on top in situations where the deck was stacked against him. Captain America, Steve Rogers. His strengths are his sense of duty, honor, leadership, and indomitable will. If you saw the first movie... He had that before he even became Cap. That was one of the reasons they chose him for Operation Rebirth. Bruce Banner, raw power in his Hulk form, but he's a brilliant physicist in his native state, and he's often more valuable to the team when he can access his intellect. The Black Panther, T'Challa, divine empowerment, but he's also a high-level combatant and has a high-level intellect, even without the heart-shaped herb. He's almost a combination of Stark and Rogers. Thor Odinson. Asgardian physiology, fearlessness, courage, and worthiness to wield the hammer. Black Widow, Natasha Romanova, whose real name is Natalia, actually, by the way, and she's the super spy. She has the stealth, the strategy, high-level martial artist and assassin, exceptional acrobatics. Handing you an overall effective ass-kicking before you know what happened is what she does. Hawkeye, Clint Barton, he has incredible eyesight, never misses a target. And what makes his character so interesting is that he's very aware that he's on a team with superhumans. And his training is the only thing that makes him special. And I want to read a quote from his character that fits in with our topic. I gave up a lot for this life. I could have been happy with Mockingbird, who was his wife in the comics. We could have had a good, simple life. But I wanted to play with the big boys. And if I miss, it means I'm just another dude with a bow. It means I've been fooling myself this whole time. And that's why. I never miss. There's a guy who is highly aware of his strengths and leads with it. And he works on it. He works on the fact that he's already strong at it and he works so hard at it that he's almost perfect at it. So we don't want to leave out the DC fans, but let's actually cover DC characters when we speak about executive presence in the next episode. Okay, so we gave you some examples you can relate to. Now, how do you clearly identify your strengths and develop them to an insane superhuman level where they can't go unnoticed? Well, just like these characters, your strengths are innate. You already have them. But you're usually not self-aware enough because of the noise that's going on in your brain and the fact that your brain is designed to protect you. 
So it limits you far more than what you're capable of. Look, no one can stay in a peak state indefinitely. It would completely exhaust you. So you want to get there, use your peak state for what you need it for, and come right back. Okay, so this is where you take notes. Ready? The first thing you need to do. Number one, remove all self-limiting beliefs. Stop being your biggest hater. If you believe you can't do something, you probably can't. And your physiology reacts to what you believe or don't believe. You have two parts to your personality, the knower and the thinker. The knower has to be in the driver's seat. The knower is more self-aware than the thinker because the thinker is riddled with doubt from setbacks and any negative experiences you've had. Strength awareness is an area of self-awareness, which is the ability to accurately recognize your emotions, strengths, and realistic expectations of how your actions will affect others around you. Act on not what you think you're capable of if you try, but what you know you're realistically capable of with maximum effort. Number two, attitude is everything. Always have a positive attitude, especially when it comes to how you view yourself and your situation. Not just being happy or thinking positive thoughts, but your perspective, your viewpoint, that's your attitude. Remove everything negative from your life and your space. Everything you put into the bank of your mind has to be positive thoughts. Those deposits of positive thoughts build up your mental bank account and become your memories. Those become your views on how you see yourself. A book that goes deep into that is The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. We'll leave a link in the description. Now let's combine number one and number two, belief and positive attitude with perspective. And now the sum of the total is self-assurance. Just like the superheroes we mentioned, they often have at least two strengths that work well together. Every problem, every obstacle, every task, it's a David and Goliath situation. David slew Goliath because of his self-assurance and his strengths and faith in judgment. When you look at giant problems and impossible situations from a perspective of self-assurance that you know you can get through it, you see things more clearly, you function more effectively, things actually slow down for you. You heard of an elite professional athlete say once they reach their highest level, their peak state, the game actually slowed down for them. A boxer saw punches coming at him or her more slowly. A baseball player saw a certain pitch coming from a mile away and knocked it out the park. Michael Jordan said that there were times he was so focused, it seemed like the game slows down. Like his defenders were moving in slow motion. He was in a peak state. So you want to have that level of belief in your abilities and potential. Very simple. Three, action. Develop the action habit. Most people are paralyzed from taking action from fear of failure or embarrassment. In the presence of fear, your belief, your strength, it fades out. They can't coexist. You can't hope things will work out. You have to know that you'll be able to handle a situation or accomplish a goal before you even do it. So no one wakes up and says, I hope I get to work today. You get yourself to work to keep that job. So the same level of conviction you have in getting to work every day, make that a habit and apply it to everything. I don't believe most people are fearful of not getting to work. So why be fearful of anything you know you're capable of? Action cures fear. Nothing works on hope alone. Hope needs action to work. So we take action without hesitation. The action kills the fear and you don't have time to think because you've acted so fast and you're so focused on the action, the job is already done. Action turns you into a lion. The final thing about fear, 
Fear isn't always a bad thing. You can use fear to polish and hone your strengths. You have to face your fears and learn how to use it to get the best out of yourself. To summarize, belief, attitude, self-assurance, and decisiveness are qualities that high performers all have in common. And they will all describe situations where they felt fear but went right through it. Ah, that was a surprise, wasn't it? Caught you off guard. That's a top five. It's time for our top five list. Top five things we miss the most during the quarantine. The gym. The movie theater. Brunch. Dining in a restaurant. Traveling and getting on a plane. What was the last place you traveled to before the quarantine? That's a great question. Let me think. It was probably a road trip. That's why I can't think of the last time I was on a plane. Uh, Omaha? No, there was something after that. No, it was Omaha. Interestingly enough, I went to the Gallup StrengthsFinder conference and seminar, and I spoke in front of a little over 100 folks about how to get unstuck in your career. And I did a top 10 list, and it was actually one of the best addresses and keynote speeches I've ever done. There was such high energy in the room. Everyone there had done their strengths assessment. And so they really knew where I was coming from. And actually, a couple of people asked me to write a book, to turn my top 10 into a book, and that it would do really well. It was interesting. It was really motivating. I went to Charlotte and the surrounding towns early in the year, right before the quarantine. Did some motivational speaking, a commercial. Man, I love that city. And I recommend visiting downtown Charlotte. Okay, so let's wrap up what we have to say about strengths. So you only really need to identify your top five strengths. How you become successful in your career is by developing each strength, combining them, and then applying them intentionally to your job or even to your personal life. Uh, Sometimes I think about these reality shows like American Idol being one of the best. And if you've ever watched American Idol when it first came out, the people who are not good often talk about, well, my mom told me I could do whatever I want. And yes, but some things are natural or God-given and you can't get better at those things. If you're a natural singer, then yes, you need a voice coach. You need to practice your pitch and your range and all of that. But if you don't know how to sing, there is no voice coach in the world that's really ever going to make you the Celine Dion that you want to be. Because that is just not your natural ability. Have you ever noticed that Celine Dion doesn't do hip-hop remixes? Exactly. Or R&B songs. Right. Right. Because it's not her strength. What she does is more conducive to what might go on a soundtrack. It's more cinematic. Well, Celine Dion focuses on her vocal performance, while someone like Beyonce focuses on her physical performance and the showmanship. And even in our day-to-days, right, let's get back to the average human being and our careers and our ambition. As a motivational speaker, I find myself on a lot of college campuses. And because I find myself on campuses, I meet a lot of young people who will reach out to me or who'll stay a little later after the talk, and they'll want to have more conversation about, well, I don't even know what I'm good at. I don't know what I want to do. And one of the things I always ask them to think about is, what is it that people always come to you for? There's always something that people want and they're like, oh, go talk to so-and-so. She's good at that. Or go talk to this person. They're the expert at that. 
that is where you're going to find your strengths if you haven't realized it already. If the rest of the world sees what you're great at, maybe you should start listening to the rest of the world and then start improving and developing those strengths. You have a realization of what it is. Now you have to work at developing it. So part of all of this strengths building has to really come from within with your confidence. Remember you were telling me about the exercise to increase your confidence and get you to your peak state? Yep, mastering the key empowered states. So that's what I wanted to talk about in our next episode on executive presence. I think it fits into what it takes to have executive presence, gravitas, and how to command a room. So we'll get to that in the next one. Okay, so I guess we'll talk about peak state in the next episode. Can't wait. So in this episode, we covered how the StrengthsFinder tool helps you identify and develop an awareness of your strengths. It's called taking inventory of your strengths. Rio gave examples of the strengths of some characters you may be familiar with, the Avengers, how to eliminate doubt and hesitation and develop belief and self-assurance, and then combining that with the action habit to face your fears by leading with your strengths just like the lion. And then we talked a lot about things you could relate to in your own career or in your own life or the sports metaphors and how those folks lead with what they're good at. Celine Dion is not a rapper, and so she doesn't rap, but she's a hella singer. For real. So we've dropped a link in the description for a full StrengthsFinder assessment course. And if you need one-on-one, you can contact us directly. Health tip of the day. We'll wrap this episode up with the health tip of the day. The greatest gift you can give yourself is cardio. The heart is the only muscle that never comes to rest. And it's the only one you can't live without. Every day, challenge yourself to do something that raises your heart rate. Jeremy, a friend of mine, summarized it when I was in Charlotte earlier this year. He said, every day, your body just wants to be a little hungry and a little out of breath. So that's all for today. See you in the next episode when we discuss executive presence. Email us for one-on-one coaching at coaching at designyourdecade.io or anything podcast related at podcast at designyourdecade.io. And we'd love for you to rate our podcast, subscribe and share on your favorite podcasting platform. See you there. The grind never stops.